Living Hope, a program to bring you hope and inspire you to build good habits. On the show today, we have two very special guests. Their names are Alan and Annie Kuslap. We're going to talk about healthy habits and healthy life. Welcome to our show. Thank you very much, Angie. Tell us, how did you become a Christian? Just a little bit about yourself. Oh, becoming a Christian can be quite a long story, but I was in the private enterprise, and we we hired a a new secretary for our accounting practice who Mm. happened to be a Christian. Now, she tells me in hindsight that she prayed a lot for us. Of course, I had no um, awareness of that. But eventually, once she left our organization, we, we remained friends. And um, we got to know her and her husband and found out that they were the youth group leaders in a church. We asked a few questions. They didn't give us too many answers. They just said, come along and see. And we did. And that's where our first introduction to a, a very lively and vibrant church where we got wonderfully saved and have been committed ever since. Now, that was back in 1980, so we're coming up to our 40 years. Well, we've actually passed our 40, 40 years, years, which was in August. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Fantastic. It's actually quite a revolutionary change for us in life because all we knew before that was we were, by birth, in inverted commas, Lutheran by religion, but um, we never attended. You know, we would go for weddings and we were christened as babies, and but parents didn't go to church regularly or anything like that. So coming into a Pentecostal slash charismatic scene was absolutely new to us. We had no idea that there was anything other than the traditional church. So it was, it was revolutionary and did change our lives. Mm. As you said, a lot of people think going to church is a wedding or funerals. They didn't know that being Christian is having a relationship with God. That's right. Very much. And we were so enamored by the church. We would go to two services on a Sunday, not just one. And also we, we would look to any other opportunity to get together with people in the church. I was 28 years of age at that time, but I joined the youth group. No, I was eight to nine years older than the young, the next members in the youth group. But I joined the youth group because we had an opportunity for fellowship. Uh, and we were hungry. That was what it was. We were spiritually <laughs> hungry for having, and we just lapped it up. <laughs> That's wonderful. And I think it's like in the Bible says, if you found some treasure, you would do everything to get that treasure. You got to know Jesus. You encountered Jesus. And all you wanted to know is more about Jesus. That's right. That's right, yes. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. Where, where are you worshipping now? Well, um, I guess part of my background is that I, I've, uh, I retired at the age of 60, which was about eight years ago, from the public service. So uh, my, my career has been in, in accounting and financial control. Mm-hmm. But my church life you know, began in 1980, and um, the first 20 years we were, we were in a Christian Revival Crusade assembly. Mm-hmm. But in 2000, we moved across to the church that we still are currently in, which is C3 Church in Watson, which is part part of the C3 movement, which is uh, an international movement now, but had its beginnings out of Sydney. You find a church where you match the like the DNA, where you feel feel a part of the worship service, that the, the ministry that's there. Yes. We're, we're very um, happy with the senior minister. We actually have a female senior minister, Mel- Melanie Marshall. Wow. And uh, it, it's a little bit unique in churches that the senior minister is female. It shouldn't make any difference. It's the preaching of the word, the, the honesty of, of what is spoken about. It's very meaningful and heartfelt, which uh, we really love. Oh, that's yeah. lovely. So that was in Canberra. You came to faith in Canberra. 
That's right. Yes, it was in Canberra. We actually came to Canberra um, earlier, m- much earlier, when we were expecting our first child. And Canberra at that point was very much populated by a very few who were born and bred in Canberra and grown up in Canberra, it seemed to us. Most people came from somewhere else, so home was somewhere else. But mm. when we came, we decided, well, Canberra, this is where we live, so we need to make it home. So we, we have done that, and we love Canberra. So we've really integrated into it, and we won't be leaving because now we have two daughters, grown-up daughters. One has moved to Brisbane, but the other one is still in Canberra, and we have three grandchildren here and two more in Brisbane. Mm. So Canberra very much has become home. Wow. It's incredible, isn't it? Because God has a plan for each one of us. In, in the 1970s, you didn't know where you were going to go, and, and yeah. I'm just amazed you came to know Jesus because you came to this city, and that makes me so happy. Yes. <laughs> Yes, it makes us happy too. Very happy, yes. Oh, wonderful. Well, thank God for that lady who worked for you, who prayed for you, and literally sowed the seeds of God's love. Yeah, God's truth and love and grace in your life. So thank God for her. We need more people like her just to be aware of people around you whom you work with or work for or whom work for you, and just pray for them and share the gospel whenever possible or invite them to a place where you know God's presence will touch them. And I just, I just really love stories like this. So thank you for sharing your life story. We want to know more <laughs> about Alan saying he's now 67, I think. Is that right? Eight. Si- 60. Alan, you look like 48. <laughs> you know, you have me blushing. <laughs> uh, honestly, you both look great. You look great. If you pa- if you pass sixty, you both look fantastic. Now, thank you, Angie. I can tell you both work out a lot. So, how many days do you work out in the gym? Well, we generally do four days a week. Mm-hmm. We only do one class each day because we're there for fitness and we do have a life outside of the gym. Yes. But we are, we are committed to, um, to going. And the reason we go to a gym is, I mean, many years ago, I would have sworn that I will never join a gym because <laughs> it costs money and surely I can do my exercise outside of a gym. But down the track, <laughs> we realized that going to the gym is the way we actually do do it because the motivation is there. If you're left to your own devices, you just procrastinate and it doesn't happen. Mm. Or you go for a walk and it doesn't cover all bases. So Mm. we do uh, strength classes, flex classes and um, balance. All sorts of things are involved which are very important to keeping your body healthy all around. So, um, yeah, we we find it quite important. And the motivation of being there with other people who are in the same age bracket, we go to a lot of plus 50 classes Mm -hmm. and we thoroughly enjoy them and and make new social connections that way. We have coffee afterwards with some of them. It's great. We love it. Yeah, our bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit. And I believe when this was mentioned in the Bible, it doesn't mean it's just spiritually important, but I think physically, God wants us to take good care of our bodies too. That's exactly right. And actually, I can remember one of our early mentors when we first became Christians in the ladies' meetings. I can remember the senior ministers who were the wives of the pastors would say to us young ladies at the time, as we were, 
look after your bodies, look good for your husband. And I've always remembered that. <laughs> I think that's important too. <laughs> well, yes, yes, Apart you're from, right. You know, Honouring God in our bodies. And I've got to say, she's doing a good job about it too, yes. No, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Beautiful. But you know, being healthy spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally, as you said, it takes time. And you need to balance it out. And you do have life outside of house, outside of the gym, at the church, and even with your family members, maybe here and in other cities. So to balance that, I guess you need God's wisdom. Yes. I I feel at the very core of of your spiritual health, well, the baseline is attend church, Mm -hmm. right? And and do so regularly because, uh, you know, we, we love to go at least that once a week on a, on a Sunday, because it's, it's the, the corporate worship, the preaching of the word, and, and the getting together with people of like mind mm-hmm. that, that helps, as it were, maintain, maintain your health. But you've got, to, to me, there's, there's the, shall we say, the exercise part as well, because as well as that, you need to get together with a smaller group of people and, and have your discussions, share your experiences, pray together, read the Bible together, and, and do, do some study. Because um, going to church, just say, for, the, for an hour or two hours on a Sunday is not enough. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's the, the base maintenance level. Mm-hmm. The, the real growth comes when you actually get together with other people. And as well as the spiritual health, that also helps your mental health because you're interacting with people. And yes. That's such an important thing, particularly with our current climate. Yes, yes. I think when we read the Word of God, and it's not just uh, historical and sometimes very spiritual, some things you can't interpret literally. Some things you have to discuss emotionally and perhaps even tap deeper spiritually. And having that wonderful discussion with a group with a like-minded unity in Christ and sharing your feelings and also your understanding and their understanding of the Word, it really does help, doesn't it? It really does. I mean, I I actually facilitate or or lead a weekly Bible study group at, in my home, mm. and the whole objective is that we we get around a particular topic, and we we look at it through the scriptures, yes. but we also look at it through our life experiences, and hopefully there are opportunities to to share insight and experience because someone else might see exactly the same scripture that you're looking at and say, but no, I see this from a very different point of view. Yes, yes. And and that helps to grow and stimulate your faith. Absolutely. It's so important. Oh, yes, absolutely. And and I think not not one of us is greater than all of us when we come together and (laughs) we can really help each other to grow in God. And that's why God wants us to fellowship with one another. Yes, yes. And And it gives us great strength, I feel, too. Our faith in God gives us huge strength because, you know, everyone is going through uh, different things at different times and all of us go through tough times at times and we can really be sustained by God's word and by each other's um, support, mm. uh, connecting with each other. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we see each other through tough times, mm. and it just makes such a difference in your life. There are so many people out there who who have no hope because they haven't. Well, number one, they don't have faith. And number two, they don't have people of like mind around them that can help support and sustain them, yeah. up, uphold them in the tough stuff. 
Yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, I can tell you definitely mentally healthy and spiritually healthy and physically <laughs> healthy. <laughs> so we were touched base on the the spiritual, you know, like the、uh, fellowship with one another. How about with God? How do you maintain your healthy relationship with God apart from going to church and fellowship with one another? Yeah, definitely reading the Word or the Bible every day.、Mm-hmm. Yes. Personally,、uh, for me, I like to have a little something that shows me where to read, what to read. So I have a guide. So I use the Word for today,、mm-hmm. which is sent out by、um, One Way FM.、Mm-hmm. Um, so the Word for today is a, a little booklet which has a daily devotion in it,、mm-hmm. and、um, mm-hmm. you just read a few paragraphs each morning.、Yes. Um, Well, that's what I do, and it then has scriptures around what the topic is for that particular day. Yes, and I read those, and then you know questions and little things come up, and I might ask Alan a question here and there, and <laughs> and then we might discuss something. But、um, it brings ideas and thoughts and encouragement. Sometimes it's even amazing how appropriate it can be for something that's going on in your life, or or for a friend or a family member. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I enjoy that. How、mm, lovely! I'm a little different. I, I sleep less than my wife. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and so I, I'm up fairly early in the morning, and and I use that time to to read and to pray. But because I, I have a Bible study, I run a Bible study in the home. Yes. I actually write my own notes, and so I will research a topic, and that drives me into reading the Word in a very analytical, if you like, way. But looking for inspiration, looking for the little snippets of information or facts that will light up other people's lives as well as my own. Yes. And so I find I find that really does. Encourage my faith, build my faith on the inside,、mm-hmm. and of course, there's there's the opportunity in the quiet of the morning to、mm-hmm. to pray and and to just to just to speak with God about where do we go, what what should we be doing? Because、mm-hmm. um, sometimes the group that I minister to. Will ask a question, and that that takes me down a particular path of study. But sometimes there's nothing there, and so I have to go. I have to go to God and the Word、mm-hmm. to find something to, to for us to discuss. Yeah,、uh, absolutely. Oftentimes, I'm only one week ahead of the group, which is, which can be a bit of a pressure point. Fantastic. So you have a very good balance, really. It's wonderful that you do it early in the morning. That's what Jesus did. And I think word of the Bible comes from God. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And He knows everything. And it's good to go to Him because if I am researching something, and of course other people have already tapped into the depths, and you can learn a lot from other people, some theologians, or even just other believers. But ultimately, you get a lot of power and wisdom from God Himself. Yeah. The author of the Bible. Yes, that's right. You're on Living Hope with Angie. Stay tuned for more in just a minute. Tell us your feeling about the pandemic. Did it affect your health and life? I suppose it's terrible and it's horrible. And obviously, we hear the news of what's going on in different countries and what has happened in different countries. 
with so many people suffering and, and dying, of course. But my faith is still in God. My trust is still in God. And biggest of all, I suppose my hope is in God because he can see the whole picture and he knows what's going on. He's yeah. still in control. It doesn't matter what's going on. And ultimately, things will work out. It's been tough. People have had to be creative and innovative and work out different ways of being able to get together. So I think it's interesting and mm-hmm. different, but uh, still okay. <laughs> yes, and I think you're right because people had to be creative of hanging out like fellowship. And there was a time that we weren't allowed to get together at home or in any other places. And you just had to work out doing it maybe through Zoom or Skype. We, well, we did video calls with our daughter and grandchildren, and we played games via video. <laughs> <laughs> we could see what we were doing in each other's homes yes. <laughs> and, and played games that way a few times. And, and it was just connecting by phone, Zoom, uh, Skype, all those things a lot more than what we normally do, where it would be face-to-face. We did it that way. Fantastic. Well, why not? Since the technology is so well spread all around the world, you can connect with everybody, even in India or America. Well, that's one of the advantages we have now is that when there's been epidemics and, and pandemics in the world before, yes. but they didn't have the advantage as far as technology goes that we have in still being able to connect yes. regardless of not being face to face. Aren't we blessed being born in this era? Yes. <laughs> Very much. What about you, Alan? How did you run your small groups? Well, um, we still, even now, we still have some people in the small group who come in via Zoom. Mm. So we have a laptop set up in the middle of the table and the, the microphone and the cameras are there. And, 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 peop- and we interact that way. So we have people around the table physically here in the house, mm-hmm. but we also have a few people there on screen. And so in terms of facilitating the meeting, you have to be conscious of the fact you've got people that are in a remote from you. But we have our discussions go, go along quite nicely and those that are on screen get their opportunities. The technology works. I mean, I have to say, I personally miss the hugs and the handshakes. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what you're used to, you know, yes. when you greet people, you know, those that are close to you, you give them a hug. Yes. Those that are a little bit further away, you just give a handshake. Now you have to sort of, you go towards that and you think, oh, at the moment, no, we can't do that. Yes. And, and it's almost like an embarrassment. Oh, I tried to shake your hand and I really shouldn't have tried to do that. You know? yeah. Yeah. That's a hard thing. The other thing that concerns me greatly, and in a sense I have to resist, is that I won't be worried by the panic and the breaking news that the media keeps feeding us. Yes. Now, to, to me, underlying all that, as Annie said, God's still in control. Yes. And, and so I don't want to, and in fact I won't worry. Mm-hmm. I, will, I will listen to the good sound advice. Mm-hmm. And look, I've got all praise, for instance, in, in the way in which both I experience mm-hmm. at the gym in the way in which everything is sanitized mm-hmm. and the, the social distancing is maintained. Yes. I, I think that's excellent. We do, and exactly the same thing is being done at our church. Mm-hmm. It limits, we have to limit the numbers. It's a very strange thing to actually have to book in for a church service. <laughs> but yes. you have to do it because they're controlling the numbers. We can't have our auditorium with 300 people in it because we'd have to be packed in too close. Yes. And so we have to say, okay, the limit's 170 mm-hmm. and work with that. So there are people, even in our church services, we have now begun live streaming and we'll continue to live stream because yes. some people don't yet want to mix with large groups of people. Yes. So we have to accommodate that. Yeah. So all those things have to be considered during mm. pandemic and during this time 
it's happening all around the world. Some countries still going through tough times. And as you said, we want to look to the light. And even though we hear about death and other things, we feel very sad. We mourn with them. We we pray for them. We pray for comfort and strength. But at the same time, we know God is in control. And there is a place called heaven, and that's eternal life. And we want to focus on salvation for people rather than destruction of any kind. So obviously, you have been very innovative and creative on your spiritual health. How about physical health? What did you do? Because the gym wasn't open for quite a while. <laughs> it wasn't, and、um, I have to say that、uh, certainly did not do as much as we would normally do in the gym. <laughs> but we did make use of well. I did. <laughs> did I made、do? use of、um, online.、Um, I found a, just a little workout. It was only fifteen minutes, but at the gym we do forty-five. So fifteen minutes. It was a stand-up ab session,、mm-hmm. and it was just done on, I suppose, like a Zoom thing, though it wasn't live. Yes. And they had a man doing the exercises and a lady doing the exercise. So they both did them a little bit differently, and、yeah. you could choose which one you were going to follow.、Okay. So I did that, and I have actually a skipping rope just、mm-hmm. sitting on one of the seats. And every now and then, when I think I haven't moved enough, <laughs> I'll skipping rope. Skip a few times and then I'm exhausted. <laughs> But it, it raises the the heart level for a few minutes and yeah, it's good. No wonder you haven't put on much weight at all. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little lazier in the in the home environment, and thankfully I have a, a pretty good metabolism. And so、uh, I do some stretches in the mornings because、mm-hmm. making sure that in particular the spine, the, the, the neck, and the lower back remain. Supple and loose,、mm-hmm. and、uh, when the gym wasn't open, I really missed it, and so、mm-hmm. glad that we we're able to get back there. And hopefully, it stays that way because it's such a beneficial thing.、Mm. Oh, absolutely! We did appreciate going for walks from time to time around the block. We didn't go too far because at one stage we weren't allowed to.、Mm. But it was interesting. We even did the like they had the time when they had teddies and toys in windows. <laughs> it was quite funny just to、uh, to take note of who was doing it and who wasn't.、Yeah. <laughs> All right. Did you find all the teddy bears? Well, yes, we did. We found quite a few. Yes, and and, and we were kind. We did put a teddy in our window for the kids too.、So. Oh, good on you! Good on you! What kind of teddy did you put on the window? Oh, I have a teddy bear that is from the Hawthorn Football Club. I'm a, a mad keen. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> How cute! Should know that from my water bottle at the gym because it's also a Hawthorn water bottle. You know,、oh. I, I don't hide my allegiances. I get out there. <laughs> oh, you do well. I'll make make sure I take note of that next time I see you. <laughs> well, you know, I'm sure people who support Hawthorn would really love that, but people didn't might be be upset about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not doing too well this year, unfortunately. No, not doing very well. <laughs> oh, at all. Yeah. yeah. Well, we can't put our hope in sport all of the time, and we can.、Oh, that's right. But it's just a game. It's just、yeah. a game. It's just、know? a game. It's good that you watch it because it actually encourages you to move. Hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it, it is. Yes. Now we know that you two are very healthy couple. You focus on your spiritual health, social health, and you made sure you survived from the last few months. And you also did some exercises. Annie, particularly with the skipping rope, that's excellent. <laughs> You're on Living Hope with Angie. Stay tuned for more in just a minute. 
on the show today. We have part two interview. We're going to talk about healthy faith and healthy life. Now, some people study psychology that churches can be cult. People come out of it feeling hurt, but not all churches are like that. Some churches are very giving, very loving, and very outreaching to even other nations. You went to different churches. How can we give people the right advice? I think the f- the first thing is that、uh, that comes to mind is that the scripture says, "Taste and see that the Lord is good." I hear and even read criticism of the church from people who've never been there. Right? They make this study on an academic and theoretical basis,、yes. but they've never actually gone to taste and see. To, to me, and I don't want people to, to read this the wrong way, but if you truly want to know and find whether there is or isn't a God, you need to almost church surf. You have to find a place where you feel like you fit in with the DNA. From 1980 to 2000, we were, we Annie and I were both in one particular church. In 2000, we actually changed to to C3, to Christian City Church at the time. Now we went to Christian City Church and were involved purely as. People sitting in the congregation because I, I had grown up and I had my early mentoring in one particular stream of Christian Christianity, and I didn't want to come into conflict with what might have been a different stream. So I found I found the things that were familiar and, and you know I could agree with, and I found things that were a little bit different. So I wanted to know: Can I live with those differences? If I would have found that I couldn't live with the differences, I would have moved on to find another place.、Yes. As it turned out, though, no, the differences were insignificant,、yes. and so my faith—I was in a place where my faith could be built up on, and where I felt that I could actually sow what I already knew back into the body. So it's a matter of finding a place where you can receive, but also give. If you if you're only a recipient, then, then that's insufficient. You need to be able to give into into the place. And if the place, if the congregation or the group of people that you're with aren't in a place where they can receive from you as you give,、mm-hmm. then you're in the wrong place、mm-hmm. because it's a two way street.、Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, it's.、Um The church is also—it's it's like our home, so we need to feel that we belong there.、Yeah. So, so the belonging is really、uh, an important part, an integral part.、Mm-hmm. Yep. Definitely, some people say they study psychology, saying that they particularly use Christianity, which I find really odd. And they say, "Oh, you want to believe in Jesus only because that you are weak." As a person,、uh-huh. and and you want to identify yourself with others, and it's nothing to do with God. Maybe God doesn't really exist. You're doing it only because you needed something. You wanted to connect with people, and that's when you open yourself and taking the risk to be hurt. That is actually studied by some psychologists. This claim that people who want to believe in something only because they're weak and they wanted to connect with people, I think that's not correct. Because for me, since we Talking about this, I became a Christian in Sydney, and I had a great time. But most of all, I had such a close relationship with God. I was so joyful when I see people on the street. I just smiled at them, and I wanted to love them. And to me, that is something that I hadn't done before. In the past, I was interested in people, but I didn't have that conviction. Wanting to give my friendship, or sometimes even money, and sometimes my time to listen to them and to want to talk to them. And then I was moved to England, and in England, I found a church. It was fantastic. But before I found that church,、mm-hmm. I was so joyful because of this relationship. 
relationship I had with Jesus. This sort of psychology study, it's really saying that there's no God. They're talking about the horizontal relationship that whatever you choose to believe is because you want to belong to a group, but they're missing out the vertical relationship that we can also have as believers. We want God to love through us. Yes. And that's what you were saying. We have this hope. Yeah, down to it. It really depends how um, sincerely a person is actually searching to know God because many people are out there just to um, argue yes. or mock um, but when someone is sincere about looking for God, yes. um, they will truly listen. And they will also, um, I just remember that only just in the last days, we watched a little series of videos and one of them had uh, an interview, a very short clip of this interview with a very well-known Australian uh, person. And I just remember the end of that clip and he was talking about getting to know God. He hadn't known God. And basically he said he took the first step, asked God, look, you know, if you're real, just show me basically. Mm. And he was, it was so touching because he was almost in tears when he said, I took the first step and God did the rest. And who can explain that? Who can impart that by words? You have to experience it. Mm -hmm. So it's the sincerity of the hunger for God that really has to be there. Yeah. Amen. Seek God with all your heart. It's not a quarter or half. It's no. all of your heart. And yeah. as you said, earnestly and sincerely seek God. Billions of people all around the world identify themselves as believers and followers yeah. of Jesus. All we need to do is tap into the real source of this power of love and ask God, if you're real, show me. Yeah. And he will show himself to you. So let's talk about that quickly. What is God to you? If he's for real, what is he to you? Oh, he's... <laughs> He's my life, really. I mean, without him, I am nothing. Uh, without him, I don't even have breath. He's my all-sufficiency. He's, he's my go-to in all sorts of different situations. Amen. Alan? To me, the aspect of God that is, is most touching is discovering the heart and the life and the, and the devotion that you see in the life of Christ himself. We have sufficient historical records of Christ's life, not just in the scriptures, but elsewhere. But to see how he lived and, and how he touched other people and how whoever he spoke with, whoever he touched, went on to be, to be a better person. You know, it, we can talk about the physical healings, but there's more than that. He, he, he changed the world in such a way that we, our calendar is based on his life. <laughs> and and that, that influence is because he, as, a, as an individual, but as the son of God, broke into the earth and changed the thinking said he introduced us to God's grace and mercy and love and compassion. Yes. Whereas prior to that, through the, the Old Testament, when people read that, they think of a God of, of destruction and war and, and anger. But always, always there was love. And, and Jesus came and illustrated, pointed it out. Yes. And so to me, God is that aspect of love, being able to, to love the unlovely. To yeah. be able to embrace those who whose society would cast aside, mm -hmm. because God loves no matter what they've done and or who they are. You know, yes. it, it goes down. It it's all the way from the 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 tallest poppy you can think of in the country down to mm. to the person that that sleep rough in the streets at night. Yes. You know, God loves each and every one of them. 
And because of that love, I have experienced a different kind of love. I mean, there, there, there is the love that you have for friends, family, for your pets and everything else. But there's a greater love mm. that comes because God loves me unconditionally. And therefore, I need to be able to love others unconditionally. Yes, amen to that. And I think you both said it beautifully. And Jesus came here to fix things up. He came here to redeem us and gave us freedom, freedom from guilt, freedom from fear, freedom to love, freedom to change. And Jesus really is the change agent. I want to encourage those people who are listening right now who have done the psychological case studies. Of course, there are some very few churches out there that are practicing cult. And there are some because they really haven't really tapped into the biblical truth about Jesus. Maybe they don't have the understanding of God's word. Okay, they failed people. But not all churches are like that. And many churches are like what you said. They just want to share God's love because the love that they receive from God is so overflowing. And Alan said it very beautifully, and so did Annie. Church is important, right? Church is God's body, but God is our everything. Jesus is the key. What divides us is not as important as what unites us. And what unites us is Jesus himself. And we can find hope in Jesus. Absolutely, absolutely. Without God, life is futile. Life is nothing. Life is purposeless. But with God, it is everything. And especially during this time, without Jesus, our hope will be very limited. Yeah. Can we ask you to, either Alan or Annie, would you like to pray for our listeners? Yep, that's fine. Okay. Oh, Heavenly Father, we just reach out through the airways to people who are listening in. And Lord, we just ask that you would speak to their hearts, that you would reveal yourself. Lord, let there be a, a hunger in the individual, Lord, to just to find out about you, firstly to find out about you, but then to find you as the person, as you are in Christ Jesus, our Lord and Saviour, yes. But Lord, that you would touch them in such a way that they would realise that there is more to life than just three score and ten years, that there is beyond that, there is a spiritual life, there is the truth of the love of God that can set people free, that you can have indeed, you can have hope and trust, You can receive mercy and grace. You can come to a place where the things that weigh you down are a shared load with the Savior who loves you. So I just pray for our listeners, Lord, that they would find you in whatever way suits them, whether it's a very liturgical church or whether it's a vibrant and very modern and contemporary church or any, any of the range in between. There is something for every individual in the body of Christ, which is his church in the earth. So I pray, I pray that you would take a moment of courage and enter into, walk through the front door of a church Mm. and find out what it's like to be amongst people who have faith and hope for the future. In Jesus' name, amen. Give him a go, he'll meet you. (laughs) Amen. Amen, beautiful. Thank you so much for your time. No worries, Remember, Jesus is our living hope. His Spirit is here. And whenever we can, we want to share this living hope with others. So share your gifts with others. Love them to Jesus. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you.